You're listening to Confessions of a Grieving Mother by Emma's Footprints. Each week, we will be bringing you stories to give you a real look on what families go through after they experience a pregnancy or infant loss. Our goal is to help educate, support, and break the stigma around this topic. Be prepared for tears and laughter as we remember our babies. This is going to be real, raw, and vulnerable, so get your boots on. It's going to be messy. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Grieving Mother. I am Tracy Emma's mom. And I am Julie Gus's mom. And this episode kicks off our holi- our series of holiday episodes. And on the phone with us, we have Fallon. Hi, Fallon. Hello. Fallon is our director of support group. And also, whose mama are you? I'm Owen's mom. So we have we've done an episode of Fallon's story um, before, so you can go back and listen to that. But we wanted to bring Fallon on today as our director of support group, um, especially for the holidays, to talk about the importance of community during the holidays. So we are going to just chit chat with Fallon and um, yeah, kind of discuss that and kick off this holiday podcast season, giving, giving our listeners some tips. So get your notebooks out everybody Fallon um so like do you remember back to the first year or two after you experienced loss of what the community around you looked like during the holiday season yeah it is vastly changed as to what it has looked like um I think the first year I didn't want anybody to feel sad for me in the holiday Mm -hmm. season. So I probably took on too much. Mm -hmm. Okay. And pause for a second. So Owen passed away in in April. Mm -hmm. So you had been doing the grief thing, you know, by the time we got to the holiday season that year, you know, yeah, for about nine months. So just giving our listeners some framework for what that was. Exactly. Nine months because Mm -hmm. it was December 25th and he passed away on April 25th. Wow. So, but also, I feel like there is entering the Christmas holiday season, the type of grief is just like almost like a day one. It's a different type of like surrounding that you have to like shift to. So, like what you knew or what you were comfortable with in those prior nine months shifts during the holiday season on your grief. Basically, jingle bell ornaments on your grief. Yeah. Yeah, it became much more festive. Yeah, much more festive grief. <laughs> Love that. We need. I mean, I need a visual of that. Julie, can you create a graphic yeah. grief? Yeah. And a holiday hat and a, some ornaments on it. Yeah. <sighs> that should be our new catchphrase. <laughs> Talking to grieving families. Yeah. We'll put some ornaments on that grief. Okay. Yeah. So you so, said it changed. Sorry. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little more? Yeah, no, I think it definitely changed the first year. I wasn't sure if I was going to put up a Christmas tree, if I even wanted to celebrate at all. Uh, How do I honor Owen in bringing him part of his first Christmas? And what that looked like was, I mean, it plagued me for months before, because how do you plan for that when you plan to have toys under the tree and, you know, having your baby open things, you know, or eat the paper. 
right. <laughs> here I was. <laughs> and then I think the following years, it, you know, I knew more about my grief and I knew what I was getting into. And I was able to also say no to a lot more things and put limits on what I was able to do. Can you, um, I feel like I hear stories from families that, um, I don't know. I mean, one of the purposes of this podcast is to educate family and friends on what it looks like to be a, a lost mom or dad. And when we, we educate, you know, moms and dads to do just that, Fallon, you know, hey, if, if you feel like you can't go to Christmas, you can't do your normal Christmas routine you've always done, go to your in-laws, travel, you know, right. go to parties, like say no to them. Um, and we encourage, you know, moms and dads to do that. And then they'll do that. And then I'm still hearing pushback from family and friends where they don't they don't get that decision. And I'm like, ah, how can we help change that? Um, not, obviously that's never going to go away and end, but can you kind of, from a loss mom perspective, walk, walk through that, you know, for the family and friends that are listening or, or other moms and dads maybe that have not mm-hmm. been able to set boundaries or have wanted to, but have felt, uh, it's yeah, like felt a barrier with, basically. Yeah, the fallout. Can you just kind of walk through that and the what it did for you, I guess, when you were able to do that, like how that helped you? Yeah, sure. I think for me it was permission to be able to do that. And I think it extends beyond grief. And, you know, we all need to be able to set that and we all have permission. And if it's too much for you in the moment or you need an exit plan to be able to leave in the moment, there's no point in extending yourself where, you know, you're not able to be part of the festivities. And, you know, I know people that they're afraid to even be around people because they're too sad or they don't know how people are going to react around them. Um, and you know, that's, that's on them. And I think people need to accept where people are at in the moment and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point too about, um, you know, maybe you're feeling that, but you're like not ready to say no to it. Um, and you mentioned having kind of an exit plan, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're like, okay, hey, we're going to try to do this Christmas party. Um, but if we get in there and an hour in, I'm feeling a wave of emotion. And, and, you know, I think we all know what that feeling is, right? Where you're just so overwhelmed yeah. and your heart is racing and you can't really breathe. It's like, okay, well then let's come up with a code word. And yeah, I was going to say a code word I feel like is, yeah. Just oh, a sense of like communication too go before going into the wherever event you are at, you know? Yeah. If you're going with your partner, I mean, you can have that discussion with whoever that person is. Um, but it's also a good idea to talk to the people that you're going to mm-hmm. and let them know point. that you've set this for yourself. And, you know, I'm sorry that I may have to leave. And if I exit, I'm going to do it gracefully and not interrupt 
and that's okay too. You know, as long as I think communication is where it falls, because Mm -hmm. if you just say, I have to go right now and people then want to have a conversation about it. So if you have the conversation up front, it's going to help you out in the long run. And it's also going to help whoever's hosting what party you're going to or Christmas dinner if you have to exit. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a form of community in itself, right? Like mm-hmm. if you have the communication with the people that you, you trust and are safe with around you, then that's like a f- different form of community and um, acceptance of, of the grief season that you're in. Absolutely. And I'm assuming that if you're going to Christmas at someone's house or, you know, work or anything like that, they at least have a background of what has happened or, you know, and if they don't, it's an okay time to talk about that too and let people know around you because it creates a community for yourself when you are more open and willing to have those conversations with people. Yeah. And there, you know, just, I feel like we say, we say the word communication or community, you know, there can be unhealthy communication mm-hmm. or unhealthy communities. That doesn't always necessarily mean, oh, community mm-hmm. is a great thing. Well, your community, yeah, or the people around you that can still be unhealthy. Same with mm-hmm. communication. So you really have to have the mindset of creating a healthy community, right? healthy communication, it does that that just doesn't happen. And no, holiday, and unfortunately I feel like, like it kind of gets sticky because it can be people who are close to you normally. Yeah. And boundaries have to be set and a vision has to be clear on what's healthy for your mental state, do. And that can be hard. Yeah, I think that can be a game changer when you start telling yourself, you know, I want a healthy community around me and who is healthy, who's not, you know, who's going to be working on it, but needs to be educated. Right. Because again, grief is a lot of work. It is. And finding those people that you can talk to. Yes. Which then leads back to Fallon as the director of support group. (laughs) Yeah. And the community she's creating for Emma's. So talk to us about that, Fallon. You've been our director of support group for a couple years. And so you've been through all of the holidays, you know, at support group. Um, What does that look like this month in December? What do you encourage people to do? Well, I would say first, I haven't gone through a holiday without Owen, without Emma's footprints at this point. Um, And so early on creating that space where people who understood what I'm feeling and people that understand what other lost parents are feeling and creating that ability to share your emotions, your feelings, you know, good and bad. And just being able to wrap each other up in support is huge. So by coming to support group, you can definitely find those people and it's not just for people Locally, I mean, and coming to virtual support, multiple people have come and they continue to join so we can have this community where you might be able to bounce an idea off if you're having struggles communicating with 
a family member or, you know, even your employer around the holidays. Yeah. I think it's important to like say, as we have a lot of virtual listeners right all over that are like, oh, I would love that. I'm just kind of like nervous to to plug into a virtual. What does that even mean? I'm just going to like show my face. But I think it's important to say when you log on virtually, somebody on the other end is knows what you're going through or has at least experience of the same matter, category, subject, line. And um, you don't have to even talk, right? Like we've talked about that even in support group. Like you could just come and feel where you're you're meant to be, right? Like you don't have to share. No, it's not a requirement. You come, you see what others are talking about. Um, you can share as much or as little of your story as you wish. Um, this is an opportunity where maybe you haven't shared your baby's name with someone and you can freely share that. Um, and I just find it so rewarding to be able to hear those babies' names and be able to share that with everyone that comes to support group, whether it's virtual or in person. Yeah, I'm always surprised still if I have the, the privilege to host online group one month, you know, watching the moms log on uh, from all over the country mm-hmm. and get your, their stories. Wow. How did, how did you find us? And yeah, so brave of you to log on. And a lot of them keep coming back every month because there's that community again, that C word. Mm-hmm. They get excited, you know, every month to log on and see, you know, cons- similar faces every month um, mm-hmm. and, and share their babies or and hear other people's stories too. Yeah. Great way to make friends. It is. Yeah. It's friends you didn't know you needed. Yeah. Right. It is. Or like the group you don't want to be a part of. How do they say that? The group you don't happy exists. You don't want to be a part of happy yeah. exists or something like that. Yeah. We didn't sign up for it, but the club, nobody wanted to join. There you go. <clears throat> club. <laughs> so, okay. You've had seven holidays. Oh, and seven. He'll be oh, seven in the spring. Okay. This is our okay. seventh. Okay. Um, how is that? You mentioned it. It's looked different. I think Uh, A thing, too, about the holidays, there's a lot of pressure that, um, you know, a lot of us get into the traditions and it's like you do the same thing year after year after year after year. And then grief happens. And I don't know, I feel like I see there's a lot of pressure then to figure out what that looks like before the holidays and then copy paste. That's what's going to look like for the next 15 years. Yeah. And that was where I was at. Do I put up my Christmas tree? Don't I? Do I celebrate? Don't I? Do I go 50,000 places like I normally would? And I, I knew that was going to be too much for me going to multiple places. So for the first time I brought everybody together and hosted Christmas that year as a way to keep my mind busy, keep but I was still able to enjoy Christmas because everybody got to come to me and I had, I was in my safe space. Mm. And if I needed to go to my own bedroom, I could, I was in my Mm. safe space. 
did it did that look like that year too? Grief year too? No, I have not done it since. Yeah. And I don't want to. <laughs> um, and I have been able to space out Christmas visits and pick and choose where I want to go and when. Um, so it's not overly exhausting because grief still hits me every holiday, every birthday. I mean, we're talking Christmas now, but you know, even those big milestone dates, it'll still hit you out of the blue and you got to know what you can handle in the moment. That's yeah. amazing. I think that's really important for listeners to hear too. You did that year one and you haven't done it since. No. Um, and for me, it, it's like if that would have overwhelmed me to plan everything and have everyone <laughs> in my space. I don't, you know, friendly reminder for our new listeners. I don't remember the first five to six years and especially Christmases without Emma. So, but I, I think we're not I, sure what she did those years. Well, no, I, I don't really know what I did, but I know that I probably did what I was told to do and nobody yeah. gave me the permission and asked me what you I wanted, wanted to do. I didn't know I what just, I needed to do. And so yeah, I was just sitting here thinking about what Fallon said. And it's like, isn't it strange how you have to, how we have to go, how do I rephrase this? How we went through something to then open our eyes to realize what boundaries are and how to say no to show up for a better self. Whereas if we wouldn't have gone through a loss, would we just be continuously doing what other people want us to do? Yes, I would be. Tracy would be. I you know what I mean? Not. Like it's pretty wild to think about because I think of the people around me and how they just literally do what other people say. And I'm the unicorn who's like, I'm not doing that. That doesn't bring me joy. What fills my bucket? Like, it's just a sense of like, I'm not, not trying to be rude. Just saying like, do you want me to show up as my best self? Right. What does that look like? And I think um, that's where it got important for me was if I wasn't showing up for my best self, I was not honoring Owen in the way that I felt right. I needed to. Right. Instead of just showing up and being miserable and going places and this gives me an opportunity to show up and be present for him. Mm -hmm. Which is so important. Yeah. And again, I lived through not doing that and I was miserable. I was miserable because I did not know how to show up yeah. for myself. Nobody told me about that. Nobody said those words to me, taught me how to do that. And so it was, I was because I'm a recovering people pleaser too. So that's unhelpful for my resume. <laughs> I love that you acknowledge that, Tracy. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. Hashtag don't be like Tracy. Remember that one? <laughs> Let's bring that back. But like you can because look at how you're changing yeah. and working on that. So yeah. Hope is never lost much. friends and family out there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so I, I mean, just one more point of... Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it took me, I didn't start grieving, you know, six to, uh, let's say to six years into my loss. It's never too late. You know, if you're listening to this and you're like, mm -hmm. my loss was 15 years ago. I, how do I even start? Anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's too late. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Your, yourself will, you'll thank yourself later if you start showing up for yourself. Now. Now. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Fallon, can you remind everybody when our support group is? Yeah, support group is the second Thursday of every month at six o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And it um, is held in the office in Erie or virtually. And how do people log or um, sign up? How do they find up? Yeah. Yes. Well, there's multiple ways. Um, the Emma's Footprints website has a link where you can click and sign in or sign up. My email is also there where people have emailed me when the registration's not open and we have it posted on Facebook. And for the our friends that sign up virtually, when do you send out the link? If you register, when do you send the How link out? How do they get the link? Yeah, for the group. Sure. I send out the link uh, Thursday mornings just so it doesn't get lost in everybody's email. So if you register and you don't hear from me, then it might not have gone through. But as long as you have it by 2 p.m. on the day of support group. Perfect. I love that. And what is December's topic for group? December's topic is self-care, making Mm -hmm. sure you're caring for yourself instead of everyone else. Oh, that's good. Is there an activity? That's good. For that group? topic, are you? Are is anybody massaging anybody's feet? <laughs> no, like, I'm showing up in person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have massage massages scheduled unless you want to that, Tracy. But unless surprise, <laughs> I'm massaging your feet. <laughs> I might make a guest appearance. It's so special. <clears throat> we welcome that. <laughs> so, how is what is Fallon doing for the holidays to self care for herself? Well, that's she's, always a great She's still question. asking herself that question. She's like, let me get back to you. Let me ask Fallon and let me get back to you on that. <laughs> well, I, I took mean, a Fallon has a meeting work. with Fallon today. <laughs> I took oh, a you week took- off work before Christmas. I'm taking my kids away for a couple of nights. I know that's not just for me, but it's a that's decompression fun. for the family. Yeah. That's all I got right now. I better I better attend support group. That's right. In December. I love that. Do you normally take the week off before Christmas or is or is that new for you this year? That's new for me this year. I try to take a couple of days off, but this year it just that's how it landed. So it'll give me a nice break. Good. And again, it will break up my Christmas. So Yeah. Good. I love that. What about we Gus's support mom? That. What's Gus's mom doing? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> um, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. We'll have a meeting about that. Yeah. And then at that meeting, you and I can decide what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, am I supposed to ask you what you do- you're doing yet? You're like, well, I'm not going to people, please. <laughs> No, but I do have a senior in high school this year, and mm. all three of my boys play basketball. So, uh, you know, that basketball season is in Underwear. full swing in December. So that is my on my schedule a lot. We have a lot of games and practices, and that actually fills my bucket. I love basketball. I played basketball. So just being in that environment makes me happy. It sounds like we all need to attend a support group. Yes. In December. 
And that Adding is, uh, that is the 14th of December. So send me the link. Join on. Uh, so right. You're yeah. right, Fallon. You're right. Mm-hmm. See you ladies there. Well, that is the end of our first holiday episode this year. Um, hopefully you guys find joy in, in our podcast and the holiday episodes give you tips and tools. Um, we'd love to hear from everybody. What is their, what was their favorite or, or tool that they learned this episode? And also we, as you, if you can't tell, we are continually learning ourselves mm. here. Um, we have not figured this whole grief thing out and it looks different every year. We're all, we're each in different spaces. So if there's something that you guys do, listeners do that you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear that from you. So thanks for yes. tuning in to our first holiday episode. Be good to yourselves, um, show up for yourselves and stay tuned next week for another episode of Confessions of a Grieving Mother.